0: Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast. The garden is an archetype, and especially this month as we particularly celebrate our earth, the garden is an archetype that is so rich for us, a place where we find peace and wholeness and growth, life. The, the story of the Garden of Eden is an archetypal story. It's a, t- it's a story about we were born whole. We are stardust. We are light. There is no separation between us and the divine. It's all love swirling through everything that is. That's the Garden of Eden, loosely translated. <laughs> or unity translated, maybe. But we, we stumble away from that. So in the story... There is a snake who is represented as a devil, and devil in unity means that consciousness that tells us we are something other than the light. It is not, certainly, a guy in a red suit who is a rival party power to God. It is a mistake in our thinking that leads us down roads that are not healthy for us and the road that we were led down in that story was not a road of disobedience it was a road of ego of thinking we don't need to be connected to the source we got this (laughs) well let's think about how well that's worked huh? (laughs) we We all do it. we all do it. We think we I mean, going back to being two years old, think about watching your toddlers who they don't need your help, right? <laughs> They're pretty sure they don't need your help. I, I was cracking up watching Nolan. Last week, or the week, whenever it was, that he was up here and he got for the first time to say the prayer of protection to lead it. And Anne Marie is used to, you know, whispering the lines to the kids that can't read. And it's something that whenever he spends the night, I say that prayer to him at bedtime. So he, he kind of knows it now. So it was his line and he was ready for it. And she's starting to whisper and he just <laughs> brushes her away. Don't need your help. I got this. And he did know. (laughs) Sometimes we do know. Sometimes we do. But we don't always. In fact, often we don't. But we still go on acting like we do, and then we forget that actually there was this help available to us that we could be drawing from the source of all that is. And then we start struggling. We start trying to just make it in the world. And we, we begin implementing stories that we have. And we all have stories. And they're, they're kind of shared stories. Why, why are we not flourishing? Well, we have a story. I don't deserve it. Or we have a story... Oh, that's, there's not enough. Or we have a story, I'm not good enough in order to fill in the blank. Anybody have a story like that? (laughs) Anybody have another story that keeps coming up for you? What what are some, or maybe you've, you know, you've got a friend who has this story. (laughs) What are are some of the other stories that are popular? Anybody have one you wanna share? Eric? I used to be good enough, but I'm not anymore. Oh, right, it's all downhill (laughs) from here. For whatever reason, either because you screwed up or because you reached a certain number on the age scale or whatever, Uh, Sandy. I'm not doing enough, and so people won't like me because we all know, right, that it's what we do that makes people like us. Yes, Dave. Two. One is I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that. In the past, when I've been like, on a mic and I'm a humorist, I've been very self deprecating, but then I realized that in my humor, it's maybe not the smartest thing to be. I'm believing what I'm doing humorally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cancel cancel. Cancel. yeah, cancel, cancel. So the, the jokes, the self-deprecating humor is... You, so there's a belief there that the only way people are going to laugh is if you're exposing yourself as not good enough. Well, yeah, the problem with that is I sort of always believe that. Yeah. not the right to that kind of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's be clear. Nobody's the right person to make that kind of humor. <laughs> Yes, Jim. What I have to say is not important. important. Mm. Lawrence. You're not going to believe this, but. Yes, Victor. I didn't get any Facebook likes. likes. Okay. (laughs) 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 Trish. This sadness will never end. Yeah. Yes, make. This always happens to me. Yeah. This is just my lot in life. So these are stories, and our stories have power. They have power because we are light, we are the light of love that is creating. It is not a being outside of us. We are it. And we are creating these lives. And we create them according to the operating system that we have installed, which is our stories. So if that operating system is not producing results that we are liking, we have to change the operating system. We have to change the story. There's a great story um, in the Bible called The Prodigal Son. I'm sure you've heard that one before, but it popped into my mind this week when I was thinking about this whole idea of making it, and it just, I thought about it from a different perspective than I have thought about it in the past. In the past, it's always been a story about forgiveness, right? The the young the younger son goes off, screws up, comes back, gets forgiven. But If you think about it from a more metaphysical point of view, the father is there and he has this offspring, two of them. And one of them, this part of him, decides that he doesn't need the source, he doesn't need the father. He's got this. So he is ego on a roll, off he goes. And what does he do? He indulges in all kinds of things, and he, he just basically mismanages his energy. And it doesn't produce results that he enjoys. He feels badly. And he realizes maybe he should move back and get connected to the source again. Now, in the story, he goes through, he's got all these stories about, I'm not really worthy. Maybe I could do something a little bit better than cleaning the pig's slop or whatever it was he was doing. But he doesn't, he doesn't realize that he's always connected. But as he goes back, just hat in hand, The Father comes out to meet him. That's what happens. All we need to do is turn, pivot in our thinking back to our source. And as soon as we do, the source just fills right in. We don't have to earn it. It's always there for us. So wherever it is that you may be struggling right now, I i don't know, there's all these different domains, places that we struggle. Wherever it is, there is a story you are telling yourself. And it's not a true story. So there's a couple things to do. One is to pivot back to source, to remind yourself, I'm always an expression of you, the light. And the other thing to do is ask yourself the question, what story am I telling myself? And allow the wisdom that is you to flow right in and give you some kind of an answer. Those are the two main things you can do. In addition to that, you can take action. For example, if you take the Prosperity Plus class, you are putting yourself in an environment of practice. Practice remembering that you are the light. So find a way to practice remembering, because the world will tell you that your stories are correct. The world will give you stories that maybe you hadn't thought of but still are not correct. We need to remind ourselves all the time. We need to have spiritual practices that keep us on track, remembering that we need to turn, that what the, what the world is showing us is not accurate, And one of those practices is getting out in nature. Because in nature, we will find the truth of what is. So, for example, take the subject of prosperity. Many of us struggle with not enough. But when you look at nature, you see plenty. How many geese are there in Mirror Pond? Just a few? Mm-mm. Plenty and more all the time. How many mosquitoes are there on a summer night? <laughs> plenty. <laughs> There's just everywhere in nature, we see plenty. We see in nature that what we plant grows forth. We don't If we plant something, we don't dig it up to check and see if it's growing. We assume, of course, it's growing. We just nurture it, and it grows. We find more abundance everywhere. We find health that returns. So you look at a place like Mount St. Helens, where there has been an explosive destruction, a big event, something happened. But you look at it now, and life is restored Things are growing. Whatever the explosions are that have happened in our life, whether they're in our relationships or in our bodies, we have within us the ability to have a resurgence of life. That's what nature teaches us. We can use the models. When we look at, when you go out, in the, in the woods, and you go for a hike, and you look at the trees. We just have the same experience always, don't we? Oh, they're so beautiful. They're so beautiful. What if we thought of one another as trees? We don't look at the trees and say, oh, that one's the wrong size. You know, even a tree that's all kind of bent over we say oh wow look at that there's just no wrong experience even in a even in a forest that's been burned by fire and all all the trees left are black there's a beauty there there's a remi- a remembering of the earth's resilience And this can remind us of who we are. Being out in nature is a spiritual practice. So find something that is yours. Do it on your own, do it with others, but remember that you are light, you are stardust, you are golden. Get yourself back to the garden because that's where we were born to live.